Good evening. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Good, good. How are you guys? Doing great. I see someone just scanned our QR code. So thanks for that, guys. I'm not sure who it was, but uh, that's for our donations. It's up in the corner. So I appreciate that. Uh, anybody that uh, scanned that, appreciate that. So, hey, we are live again. And, of course, we start this show off the same way we do every single week, don't we? We do. Vance, let's take us in. Oh, does he hear me? Oh, He's got his glasses going. I'm having oh. difficulties. You guys there? Having different, oh, we're, yeah, we're there, we're here. A well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Absolutely, Absolutely. you can always tell when we're live because we don't edit that out. No, we don't, do we? <laughs> not none of our mistakes. I can tell you, too, it seems like tonight things have been a little glitchy on my end. I don't know if that's the same for you with the internet, but I, I, I've been having an issue kind of all day with so. Evidently, my internet isn't working the greatest. Uh, maybe yeah. NSA is on to us. You know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> so oh, good. Make sure they click in so we get more followers. There you go. There, there you go. go. There so I uh, want to get the chats up here. I forgot to do that right away. I'll throw the overlay up here and see it's. Um, I don't know if you guys can see it. It did not work on my end. So um, if you no. can, if you guys are seeing it, Mike, go ahead or one of you guys click it in. Uh, I see um, the new. Let's see. I don't know. Uh, well, hey, I can see Trampas is there. What's that? I see new comments will display yep. here, but we're having lots of problems today. So well, yeah, the whole thing has been glitchy today, and I I can't explain oh, there we go. that. There we go. That's coming up. Okay, I see Keith. Hey Keith. Evening, gents. There oh, right. There's finally coming in. All right. All right. Hey, that's that's Axe's wife, uh, Law Auto Repair, our sponsor. So thank you to them. And uh, I think you're going to be happy with the new ad. We got a new ad coming. That uh, thanks to Mike. Uh, uh, that was excellent, Mike. You did a great job. Well, yes, 30 so. years of something, at least I learned something. And I got to tell everybody, guys, they are in. I have them. They are the tickets for the yes. flame store. We are, we just checked numbers. What did I say? 74 tickets sold. Yep. So basically half half the tickets are gone. So uh, I know some I'm sending out to Mike here tomorrow. They'll be in the mail. I just picked them up today, so I'm dropping them in the mail. And then uh, I'm hoping to get some up to Jamie. Jamie said he wanted some. I might have to mail them up to me because I... I know my pickup is not coming along as easy as we thought it would. <laughs> I talked to Axe today, and it's given him all kinds of nice surprises. So, but we'll get her all fixed up and done. So, I see how you drive, Clay. So I understand that. 100%. <laughs> well, I'm returning it to stock, so we're pulling okay. all that junk out, like the lift kit and the leveling kit, and putting some decent sized everything on it. You know, normal. Putting it back to an old man. Truck. That's right. That's going to look like yeah. an old cowboy truck, not like it's come out of the. Well, we ain't going to talk about how it come out of the inner city, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I had a different term for that. All right. So with that, we got all that cleared out. Uh, I guess uh, let's get right into it. I know that uh, you want to do, a, I think this is our last part on the bug out bags, right? Well, we'll do more bug out bag stuff as we go along and we're going to be doing some review stuff as well. But yeah. we know one of the things we've been talking about on the bug out bags is talking about trying to get somewhere other than home. But you got to remember that a lot of times, sometimes you want to be able to get home, uh, have a bag available for you to, to get home. And I think bug out bags, pretty much bug out bags are, are geared to 50 miles. I mean, I really think that's what they should be geared to. Because other than that, you're carrying way too much and you're standing out. Uh, 50 miles, uh, what did I, I looked at some uh, calculation and it takes uh, a normal athletic person uh, 17 hours to travel 15 miles. Uh, me, Clay, maybe a little longer, day and a half. Oh, yeah. 
Maybe. As Jamie refers, we are large Americans, so yeah, we it do. might take a little longer. I'm getting to be less of a large American, but yeah, <laughs> at the same time, it's like, yeah. It, I've, it's, I've been it's dropping a little, so yeah. Yeah, I'm down 18 since uh, December, so yeah, there you go. Good deal, good deal. And trust me, I have not gone vegan, so we're good on that one. So. <laughs> Don't do that. But one of the things is is is, uh, is trim your bag down and and have it prepared so that you can get home. That's one of the main things, especially with the one you keep in your car. If you can't use your vehicle, then you're going to have to figure out other ways. But, yeah, uh, we'll go over bug out bag stuff as we go along. We've got a lot of different uh, people have been asking different things and uh, about bug out bags. And so uh, it's one of those great topics. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, resources online and there's people posting pictures all the time, like on Reddit and whatnot, trying to figure out what uh, what is uh, good stuff to have. And, you know, you try not to pick them apart too bad, but, you know, you got to you got to point out some things that are useless. We've, we've shown some pictures of, yes, of things yeah. that were cans of Coca-Cola and uh, and that's already right. Put <laughs> it between you and your group. There you go. But, well, yeah. I think that 50 mile thing is probably a good idea, especially if you're going somewhere. I can tell you right now depending on what the situation is, how bad is it out there? You know, that's, you got to kind of prepare for everything, but I can tell exactly. you right now, uh, say it, say it's an electronic uh, magnetic pulse or you know, that's not a good thing. Vehicles shut down unless you got old stuff or you're able to protect them somehow. So now you're on foot. Now 50 miles is a long ways. If you're encountering, you might be encountering people that are, uh, let's just say they're going to take what they want from you one way or another. And if you're not prepared for that, but that's also going to slow you up or force you to take a different route, you know, like where you're at, Mike, you got the Missouri River to cross. So right. are the bridges open? Are the bridges you know? open? And in, in, in a bad situation, you know, the bridges will end up being manned by people as well. And, um, and you know, yes. you don't want to get stuck out on a bridge, as a matter no. of fact, as well. So yeah. you, you may have to pay a toll in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, and that might be in goods. Might be. I mean, who knows what that would be? depending on who has control or you take control yourself. You don't know what you're going to encounter. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation if and when that ever happens, which leads into tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, civil war. Can it happen? Or as I like to call it, the second revolutionary war is probably what it would be more like. Mm -hmm. And of course we did a poll on that on both Twitter and on Facebook. So we'll be coming to all of that here uh, when we get into this a little more. So J JD's listening, Jamie's listening. So, Hey, we appreciate it. Says he's commenting from his phone and watching on his TV. So there you go. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. And I did do a little messing around, guys, with the OSB. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's another way to stream. So we're only working on that. If we, I, I, I think it'll really help us when we try to do phone calls. Right. And but it's uh, it's new to me. And again, just like this was, and it'll give us more options as to what we can do and uh, handle, essentially. So I'm looking forward to that. So if you haven't, go over to Twitter. I believe it went live tonight. I see it showed up in my It feed. showed up on my phone as well. Yeah. Um, Guns and the 701 and the brand new uh, JD 701 Nation. So we're broadcasting to both of those on Twitter. Of course, we've got all our Facebook outlets and Guns and the 701 on YouTube and of course Rumble. Go hit Guns in the 701. Just do a search. Guns in the 701 over Twitter Rumble. or X. Uh, X, I guess it's called uh, X, Twitter, whatever. I don't have it, but I just. That's right. I, I've, I've never done much thing. on there myself. So, <laughs> but all right. Well, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this to you. So, what well, else do you have? One of the things we're talking about in the uh, talking about Civil War, of course, it's in the uh, minds anyway of a lot of people. But there's a, a big movie coming up soon that's mm. going to make it the big conversation 
with everybody as well. And uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, there. So the movie is projecting that this is what <laughs> our world is going to become. Yeah, and, right. you know, that's, yeah, that's very optimistic for, I would say, the current government. Uh, I'd say that's, that's, that's giving them very, a lot of leeway. That's very optimistic. I don't think it goes that far west. No, but I, I mean, I, I think parts of the coast uh, on the uh, west coast parts, but not all. Uh, and there, there's some other maps that I've been looking at as well. And, uh, well, for example, of course, uh, let's see if I can take a look at this one. Uh, this is more, I think, a little bit more accurate if you want to really think about it. And if you want to know what that uh, Salt Lake City area desert thing is there, that's that's going to be our Mormon friends right there. Yes, it is. They, they own that. That's theirs. And they, they are they own the state pretty much. They're on home territory on that one as well. So that's going to be it. But I mean, if you look at this, this is a lot different. And uh, I was amazed on Maine shooting over there, but uh, uh, being I, part of it. Well, you know, when I was with the NRA, I, the Maine uh, rep, you'd be surprised. He goes, it's just like New York and California, he said, or any, any of these Democrat states. It's the big populous areas, very left wing, very liberal. But yet the rest of the state, if you go look at it, it's very conservative. He told me you get up there in that northern part of Maine and up in, in some of those areas, you'd think you were out here, you know, where we live. Well, you got Portland, Maine, and that's it. And that's their that's their main populace. Other than that, yep. um, I lived in Belfast for a little while. I actually did some fishing uh, there for companies. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's totally different. Uh, one thing that I don't agree with on this map, and I'm sorry for the, the guys and girls that are... Uh, like uh, doing this on iHeart, uh, they don't have the visuals, uh, right. just the audio. But they're saying that uh, Oregon and Washington State are going to be completely, you know. And I'm like, one, eh, you know. Well, you know, they've got them marked what socialist out on the on the west part. On the west part. And then, of course, they've got them in the what they would call the emergency government military clique, which is patriots, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And you know, I don't know. I know a lot of guys live in the Idaho area, and they say that that eastern part of uh washington and oregon now i don't know how far that line goes there but they say those places are actually very conservative and it could be yes. i've never been out there well northern california i'm telling you what that's that's not northern gonna be, uh, yeah, yeah they're not going to be socialists they're not going to be socialists they they aren't right there and of course I mean, I've, not, I've been looking at these maps and you know it's you know alaska you know that's a gets a gimme even though it's got a lot of uh, military presence up there but i mean they yeah. they are self-sufficient they and, are uh, they are i mean you've got your big populous area you've know, you got your capital up there and, i mean you got you have anchorage and fairbanks some two bigger populous areas but right now um yeah alaska will be with us for the most part in my opinion so getting back to oregon there at the end you know at the bottom part there so the bottom part of oregon and the top part of California, if anyone isn't familiar, they've already tried to secede from their state and form their own state. Yeah. They are very independent and they're very conservative. So don't count those guys out so much. Well, uh, if World War II didn't break out, they probably would have. They probably would have, yes. They probably would have. So, so uh, you know, I think that map, though, Mike, that's probably a way, way more accurate map than the other one that we were seeing. Oh, yeah. The one what that the, um, the movie is portraying. Yep. And what, the do you movie... think, Mark, what do you think, Vance, on that? You know, that first map with the loyalists all through the middle. I know from my relationship, friendship with you guys and other people out west there, I do not see the south separating from the west. Like, like I don't either. I don't see that happening. No. Nope. 
we are a lot of like-minded people. Yep. Yeah. In between. I, 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 that map, I think, is just far out there. I think the second one you put up is way more accurate, like you guys said. That one, and I work in the film industry, <laughs> that one just looks Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when so you look like, at Nebraska and Kansas, especially on that other map, and they say that's going to go with what they call the loyalist states, no way. Yeah, yeah. there's parts, but yeah. I have a feeling that the people who are like us, which there are a bunch of them in, that'll they'll end any kind of... Uh, resistance to to basically the, the patriots patriots will take them two states i have no doubt right it's hard to say hard i to mean say, here but... in georgia um you know we have atlanta that is the majority as far as the votes go and turned us to the wrong color <laughs> yeah yeah the, the majority of the states are very conservative yes they yeah. are you just got atlanta that's the bad part and yeah. like lynette says I'm not sure I agree with Florida being Democrat. No, yeah. I, I agree completely looking at it. I don't think they'll be Democrat. I think that will be part of the emergency government military clique, or as yeah. we like to call them, the Patriots and probably the real Americans. Yeah. When you start hitting the fan with the with the stuff there, I mean, there are going to be a lot of changes there. I, I mean, like on this one, I mean, they were saying Georgia. Now, I understand parts of Georgia, parts but of Georgia, no, no, we're in a, you know, and parts of North Carolina, but not all of North Carolina. Whoa. Virginia, I can see being part of that whole uh loyalist thing but uh yeah i just don't see it uh, overall and uh there's there's a, there's a lot wow. of different things out there a lot of different resources for for this whole concept and absolutely we have we have think tanks working on that right now uh saying what if and you know what we've never been closer than we are right now i mean it's just absolutely uh, it's something to keep in mind because you're going to, as I read in uh, one gentleman's uh, writings, you're either going to have to fight, flee, or die. Yeah. That's that's your three things. Fight, flee, or die. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you're either going to either have to submit to someone or you're going to be, like I said, on that map that showed uh, Georgia being in the blue. Uh, that means that I think uh, Vance will be a partisan, uh, maybe just a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, and like uh, JD says, he goes Georgia's House Senate and Governor right now, a Republican. So right. think about that. Uh, Georgia, I don't think Georgia's going Democrat and something like that. And like you were talking, you're going to have to join somebody. There's going to at some point things have to join. Nobody can do it on their own. Even me, I can't do it on my own. We're going to have to have help, and uh, and we've been preparing for that. If it happens, I hope it never happens. I don't want this to happen. Uh, everyone no. thinks that people well, like us, we want this. No, we don't. We well, don't here's want the this, thing is we're going to prepare we've, for it. We've been fighting for the Constitution this whole time. Yep. The one thing that you got to understand, if this happens, hello there, uh, Corey. If this happens, uh, the Constitution's out the window for everybody. And that means their side and our side. And, and there is nobody protecting us then. We have right. uh, had the protections of the Constitution for quite a while. It's been eroded in some areas. They're trying to erode okay. it in others. And we just got to continually say that, you know, if the bad things happen, we are going to be looking at a martial law, uh, uh, an invasion yeah. of our of our, our rights. Our well, our rights will be gone, and that's we've been and, seeing them taking away our rights little by little. Heck, if uh, I was uh, reading a story today about uh, those little um, uh, Sweeties candies, I don't know if you remember the Sweeties candies, right? Well, oh, those yeah. things originally yeah. some some Democrat found out that the machines that make Sweeties candies used to make. 
um, primers for uh, back in World War II. Yes. And they were completely repurposed, and now they make these candies instead. And they were like, well, we shouldn't have weapons of war uh, creating something for kids that's sweet. Oh, my and I goodness. Sat there I always like them. Now I like them more. And I'm thinking, yeah. 1945, so the war's been over there. And I'm like, suddenly, suddenly, this is your big issue when you get to the state. So, I hate to break it to her. There was a lot of companies that retooled for the war effort, including International Absolutely. Harvester and... Yes. You can I can prove it by looking for an M1 Grand, guys. International Harvester has some marks on them because they retooled yeah. to make guns. They made yep. tractors and equipment. And that's just one example. Guy, every company pretty much started read. Even Ford. Ford Motor Company was making stuff for the yep. military. Yep. Yeah. I hate to inform, you know, I hate to break her little bubble, but just about every corporation or company that could did. And they geared up for World War II, and they helped the effort. That's just what That's happened. Right. And then they, when everything was done, you just don't scrap all that machinery. You repurpose no. it. That's what the whole. That's what uh, you know. We talk about our, our grandparents and and, and great grandparents, and and they are the. They came out of the depression. They came out of those eras. They know how to repurpose things. Yes, we don't do. do that anymore. We're a disposable uh, society at the present moment. But some yeah. of us do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but he, <laughs> I, yeah. My son's a repurposer. I mean, anything he yeah. can repurpose, he does. But I was taking a look at uh, see if this shows up here real quick. Um, uh, drop that out. This yeah. is a little different of a map. This one uh, came out a little bit ago. The second uh, American Civil War, as opposed uh, going to 2025. You can see the two different sides up at the top. Uh, that this one's projecting. And you can also see in this uh, uh, areas like uh, Atlanta and a, a bunch of other places, um, you know, all have uh, separate. Uh, there's one map that I'm missing here that I really want to show, but um, I'll, I'll find it here in just a minute. But uh, you, you can see there's a lot of difference in this one as well. I mean, you, like we talked about uh, the yeah. northern part of uh, California, totally different on yeah. that one. As that's well. the Jefferson, the state of Jefferson. And that's state of Jefferson. They, Thank you. I was trying to remember that one. Yep. But uh, total different on that one. And, of course, uh, going all the way up into uh, South Carolina and North Carolina still on this one is a, is a little blue. But, yeah, I mean, there are pieces. But this right here. This ain't should, too bad of a map. This should show. Yeah, I think this one's more accurate. I do see it. This should make people think, you know, hey, we don't want this to happen to our country. We don't no. want this separation for our country. We want all Americans to come together in a, in a common sense thing. But one of the problems right. we have is we're not having a common sense uh, no. conversation with people across the aisle. And so right. the common sense needs to be there. Now, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of opinions that me, Clay, and Vance disagree on on certain social issues. But like we talked about, this is a Second Amendment podcast. We are 100% on the fact that you know, Americans should be able to arm themselves, protect themselves, protect their family, protect their neighborhoods, protect their country from invaders, both domestic and foreign. Yeah. With whatever weapon they choose. With whatever weapon they choose. Not, you know, not a musket because that's what was around when the when the uh, first paperworks were written. What what I, I can tell you right now, and, and I've said this lots of times, you know, how Second Amendment am I? Well... I'm the guy that wants a tank. I want an F-16 or an F-22. I want the same weapons that our that our government has because I can't I can't be as efficient without them. And why shouldn't I have? Them? I'm not the guy to worry about. You leave me alone, I'll leave you we're alone. We're paying for them. We're paying for them. 
I am not the guy that, that to come to and say, well, you shouldn't have a bazooka. Yes, yes, I should. I should have a rocket launcher. It's my right. It's my right because the Second Amendment was created to protect us and overthrow tyrants if needed. That's why it exists. Yes, when it yep. was passed, the weapons at that time were crossbows, muskets, uh, you know, pick your little your, your cannons, things like that. Right. But right now, it's different. We have M16As. We have full autos. We still have Moduses out there. We have, and, and they are. By the way, everybody, you can have a full auto. You can have a class three, but you can have one. But that's a whole nother Which I discussion. I don't agree with having to, Yeah, I don't agree with having to have a class three. I don't three. either. Um, uh, you know, and, but if we went by, you know, well, the Second Amendment was written for muskets and things that were back <laughs> then. Well, then we can do away with the internet. We can do away with cell phones. We can do away with TVs because the First Amendment was, you know. Well, how about pen and paper? You know, the the freedom of the press. Okay, fine. Yeah, freedom of the press was what ink and a and a pen or the printing right. press. I guess and you could say press. that. It, yep. So that should be the only thing protected, right? Not right. TV, radio, right. computer. Yeah, it, That's right. It is adaptable, but it's it's not malleable. It's a set of rules for the government that they can't do to us. They, that I mean, that's what that's all about. And it's not to be interpreted. It's supposed to be followed and law interpreted according to it. And that, we've gotten away yeah. from that so far. Can we get to a few comments quick? Like, And I, I agree, Lynette, she said in here, she says, uh, it depends on all this illegal takeover of the U.S. Absolutely. You know, we've got illegal aliens pouring into this country. That's going to be a huge problem then, even no matter who wins the election. It's going to get worse if Biden stays in or whatever communist is in, in that position at the time. Or... <laughs> Even if Trump gets in, it's going to be bad, guys, because uh, they're here. Yeah. Now I know, Vance, you've traveled south of south of the border before. I I went through Mexico, Central America, uh, and and then down into Brazil and 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 uh, South America and whatnot. And then you know, I I had my own experiences there, which are not exactly the best. So it doesn't look like Guatemalans. I, I, I there's a reason why there's nine volcanoes there. It needs to just blow up, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's but right. the thing about it is, is that I've had for a long time, I've had a problem with vilifying a lot of the people coming up. Now, we've talked about that before, but I, as much as I normally would look at it like, uh, what's his name, governor of uh, Texas? Abbott. 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 Yep. One of the things that I don't think that his side has done a good job of televising is that by sending all these immigrants that come in and, and come across the border illegally and everything else, by sending them to all these other countries, he's showing them how it affects their towns, how it overdoes their systems. Now Chicago mm -hmm. and New York and Boston and all these other places are complaining. We've got so many people, we can't take care of them. Well, if you can't take care of them, what about if they were all stuck in one place right there on the border? You know, obviously they can't take care of all those people. So you know what? You've got to lift. What is it? Uh, all boats or all tides lift all boats. Hey, everybody's got to do their part. And I have come around to the fact that Abbott actually had a good idea. You know what? He is shipping these people off at an equal amount to different places that basically are saying, you know what? You know, we should let them in. Well, now we can let them in and they're there and you can't take care of them. Well, why not? Because all of a sudden you see it's not so easy. 
It's not uh, so easy living on the border. It's always and, easy and making not, comments about people when you are far away from them. So I'm not against immigration by any means. Our country, I'm, we all have backgrounds that our ancestors came from somewhere else. I grew up with the words I'm melting saying, pot. use the door. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up the use words the melting door. pot. We grew up with the words melting pot as yes. kids. Which we doesn't had, happen we anymore. A, we had a yeah. schoolhouse rock song about <laughs> melting pots. I remember that stuff. Yeah. And I remember people coming in Ellis Island. I remember people coming in there and showing and getting their name tags and, and getting their paperwork and coming into the system and being part Legally. of the country. Legally. And they wanted to come here to be Americans. And, and be part of the American way of life. They didn't come here to be little foreign nations on our soil. And that's the difference. That's what we have going on today. They're not coming here to be part of our world. They're coming here to stay exactly how they are. Maybe even turn where they're at into the same shithole they come from. Because I've seen, I'm seeing yeah. that in Bismarck, North Dakota right now. And anyone lives up there, you can see it. And I'm sure it's spreading throughout all of the states. They're not coming here to assimilate and be a melting pot, Mike. That's the problem. They came here to be part of the country and become Americans, and that's not the goal anymore. I mean, they won't even do it legally. Obviously, they got zero respect for the country to begin with. So let's let's stop there and let's take a quick time out, pay some bills here, and we'll come back. And uh, I want Vance's take on this because you're in yep. Florida, and I, what you're seeing with the Cubans down there because I've been hearing some oh. things. So maybe you got some insight to that. I don't know. But we'll give it a whirl, though. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair. 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Hey, I hope that woke everybody up. <laughs> nice job, Mike. You did a great job on that. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So that's our brand new voiceover. Mike did that. We want to thank him for doing that for Lauer Auto. And I know Axel up there. He just chimed in. There you go, in. Axel. He said, great ad. Thanks. And by the way, that's just, I, I just tweaked it and put it to what we had. Uh, and it, there's a new one coming as far as the video and some pictures and things like that. And Axe, you're, you're previewed in it because you got some guns in your hand, and I think that's a great way to portray that. There you go. But there you go. I, I want it to be good, so I didn't put that one up there. Yeah, I thought it was a great, great voiceover, and uh, yeah, I thought it kind of grabbed you. Maybe grabbed you by the cojones, I don't know. But anyway, Vance, Woo! so again, I, I wanted, like, before we did that, I, I really want to know what, what you're seeing or what you're hearing. Being you're closer to Florida than I am. What are you seeing with the Cubans? Are they are they causing this issue too or not? No, you know, I grew up in Miami, as y'all right. know. And um, I was a kid, I think I was around eight years old when the Mariel boat lift happened from Cuba. Mm -hmm. And it, growing up in Miami, I did grow up in that melting pot. I had friends of all 
race and color and and, and uh, background from all kinds of countries and a lot of Spanish, Puerto Rican and Cuban and Haitian, Jamaican. Yeah. We, we had them all. And many of them were truly, mm-hmm. like you said, Clay, coming over to become Americans, to assimilate right. to who we are and our culture and stuff. And it wasn't that we wanted them to leave their culture behind. Man, I love me some Cuban food now. That's one of my favorite things to eat. <laughs> Bring that culture on over here. <laughs> uh, but they, they, the majority, when I was growing up, I remember them legally coming over, working hard to achieve the American dream, to own that little piece of land that they could call their own because they couldn't in their country. And, and, and achieve a little something to leave to their children and things that we all aspire to do and have the freedom to do here in America that they don't necessarily have in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far today, you know, I've been out of Florida for over 30 years now. I left in 92, but still have a lot of family and friends down there and go down there often. Um, so I'm not real connected with what's happening today. But I think it's similar to what we're seeing in Texas and the border areas. Just they're just coming in differently. Uh, yeah, I, I would. And I it's easier, Clay. I would think to for them to blend and go unnoticed in the larger cities like Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando, places like that. And we're seeing that even here, it's, in the bigger cities, it's not good going into them. It really isn't. Uh, we're seeing that all the time. Uh, I hear about it in Fargo, West Fargo, Bismarck, Grand Forks, and it's it's people coming here who are illegal, and they're not coming here for the right reasons. Where when you look at the Cubans, like you said, when they were coming, that was true asylum seeking. They were fleeing yes. Castro and the communists. I mean, they truly were. Yeah, that was completely different yes. than what we're seeing today. And I know a lot of people try to compare it to that, but no, these people aren't asylum seekers. They're they're not coming here for that. And if you ever watched the program Law and Border, and I just watched it again tonight, this is insanity what's happening. They built this huge multi-million dollar place to check them in and basically turn them loose in our country. And it's just outside of a a small town in Arizona. It's it's insane, guys, what's going on. So let me get to a few of these comments here. Uh, Going back, uh, Dan Brown pointed out a great thing. He said, uh, Singer Sewing Machine Company, they made weapons of war all through World War II. Yes, they Absolutely, did. Right? Like I said, the whole country geared up for it, for the fight and for and to support what was going on. And that was a, a turning point in our world. It really was. So, J.D., and we're going to talk about this. We want to probably address it right here because we'll do that when we start talking about the oh, Civil yeah. War. But what do you guys think will set off the next Civil War? And That's a good question. Kind of think on that because when we get there, you know, it, it, it could be a, a multitude of things, or it could be something small, too. But, yeah. Well, that she says that in the 60s, the border was closed until these immigrants became assimilated. Yes, it ain't the first time. We have had periods in our history where we allowed no immigration because we, di- we just didn't need the people. Or if you came here, you had to have a skill and prove that you could be a productive member of the country. You didn't just get to come in. And for some reason, that narrative has changed. I think I know why, because they want to fundamentally change our constitutional republic to a more socialistic, communist-type regime. I mean, that's just the, that's the truth of it. I mean, they don't even hide it themselves anymore. 
one of the things that drives me crazy is is one of the arguments is always well, well if you know you don't let them in uh no one's going to pick your fruit and no one's going to do this <laughs> and no one's going to do that and i and the problem i have with that is that if they're going to come in i want them to get paid i want them to come in and get citizenship or work on getting citizenship or you know assimilate and if whatever job they're doing, if they're working for a company, I want that company to pay them a decent wage, insurance, and everything else. I don't want them to come in and end up getting paid under the table and everything else and shifty. And these guys like Dole and all these other big companies that are doing this and making money off the backs of these people while turning around and handing money over to Democrats to basically, uh, you know, fund whatever their political things they want you know it's it's a total crock so i mean you well, got you got million dollar billion dollar companies making money off the backs of these guys and all that letting them in but then they you know it's just uh, it's baffling well the idea that uh, we can't get the workers that's not a true statement now are people going to work no there's a lot of them not going to work because they can make more off of the handouts that's one in one scenario Exactly. Some of them aren't going to work because the wages just ain't worth it. Um, and then there is that going on. Then you got the flip side where you got a state like Washington state where what is it? $20 an hour now is what the minimum mm -hmm. wage is. Well, guess what wow. that did? Guess what that did? If I'm that owner of that business and depending on what my business, I can't afford that. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, and why should I pay $20 starting minimum wage to a person with minimal skills? Bull. Right. It's bull. So guess what happened? Self-checkouts. You're being replaced by robots. Oh, because but that's changed they work, a little bit too. I they saw the they work 24-7. You don't pay them nothing. You might have to maintain them. No compensation, no benefits, no nothing. They take no vacations. They don't get sick. That's the result of these insane high minimum Walmart, wages. Walmart, in some areas, have put signs. I've seen them post it. have put signs up saying we no longer are using the self-checkout because too much theft has been happening. <laughs> And, well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're sorry for the inconvenience to you. Well, you're, you're not sorry for the inconvenience for me. One, if you're, if you're going to build, I, I, this is one of those really tick off things was if you're <laughs> going to build 18 to 25 checkout bays, and then you're going to have two of those open with human beings, you know what? I don't want to go there. I don't go to Walmart if I don't have to. And if I, and if I have to, I do the, the pickup thing because I just don't even want to go in there. But, you know, it's absolutely baffling. It's like, you know, you're, you're this big company and you employ all these people and you pay them crap and you work them hours that, you know, that is ridiculous. And then you turn around and you throw these checkout machines and then you get ticked off that people abuse it. Well, you know what? Yeah. Hey, the, and I mean, then they want to stop you at the door, the receipt, to make sure you did their job correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I quit going to Walmart as much as I can a long time ago. Un unfortunately, sometimes I have to go in there. I mean, it might be later on in the day, nothing's open and I need something. I, I tr do my best to avoid Walmart. Isn't that well, I, sad, though? I enjoy because... it when you go into Walmart, though, Clay, because when you do and you're carrying your pistol on you and some <laughs> snot-nosed kid says, Sorry, sir, you can't have this on you. And you go, uh, have you checked your website lately? Yes, I can. Yeah, so. Aberdeen, South Dakota. Uh, I was carrying and got told that by some minion. Couldn't carry in there. 
he found out that was wrong. Then I even, I even got a call back from the main guy at Walmart. I, I was shocked, and I found out that he worked for the NRA at one time, and then now he was working at Walmart you know, in their upper management down in right. Arkansas. And let's just say that a long story short, I was right. I knew I was right. That was not their policy. And I actually got an apology from the manager of the store. The little freaking idiot that give me hell didn't. But uh, I thought it was interesting that I think they were shocked that that went way over their head. They just, they unfortunately talked to the wrong guy and tried to deny me my rights. And that I was having none of it. But yeah, that I don't like Walmart. I don't like it at all. And it's sad because Walmart, Sam Walton was a staunch conservative. And he built this great thing that actually was trying to make put in American-made products at an affordable price, took care of his employees. He yeah. was a good guy. His well, kids, he had buying power. He had buying oh, power. Buying power is where it was at. And now Walmart's become the thing that probably Sam Walton would uh, rise up against and start a new store to put him out of business. Yeah. That yeah, was they're the reason philosophy. he started Walmart to begin with. They've yes. become what he did not want. Exactly. He probably said he'd probably start a new company and get rid of them. Yeah. And good. Uh, you know, I don't go to Walmart. I don't have to go to Walmart. I do my best not to go there. I'm not saying I never go there because sometimes yeah, I do. Uh, I can honestly say I never go to Costco. They're even worse uh, yeah. as far as who they support and what they do. And But I do not and will not buy any firearms, ammo, or outdoor equipment from Walmart. They can cram it. They donate to things we hate. They donate to, to Democrats that are against our rights, especially the Second Amendment. Why on earth should I support them in buying anything there as far as that goes? I'm not going to. I won't and do they it. They stop selling care. handgun ammo. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. So well, I got no use for Walmart. Yeah. You know, I've got a good friend of mine named Laurie. She's a lawyer down in Yankton, South Dakota, and she uh, runs a, a couple of fireworks companies uh, during the oh. season or in July okay. and, and carries a beautiful Kimber on her hip everywhere <laughs> she goes. Right. And she, like being a lawyer, you know, has heard it all, has heard every store that she's ever gone in. And she recites the law like bing, bing, oh, bang, yeah. bang. And, you know, and, and politely, and this this cutest little old woman that just puts down everybody when they try to, they try to get her with that crap. And that's the thing. It's knowledge. You've got to have the knowledge to know that, you know, you're being infringed upon on your rights. You know, you, you hear about these crazies that do go off and do shootings in Walmart and whatnot. And that's the last place I want to be and be, you know, and sitting there trying to fumble for the, uh, the lock to their uh, their, their shotgun <laughs> yeah. thing, trying to get some security, you know, because I'm definitely not going to look at their security they've got in the back room, you know, and, yeah. and ho- knowing they're not coming out to save my butt. They're no. not going to come out. And uh, if there's one place you want to be armed, it's probably in Walmart or in their parking lots. Um, a lot of Walmarts, <laughs> they're not even open. Uh, most of them close at midnight anymore. You know, it used to yeah. be 24-7 because of the crime, the, the theft. So they're just not doing it anymore. Yeah, it's definitely not a Second Amendment friendly store anymore, no. but probably the one of the places you should be exercising your right to the max, as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's no store uh, off limits for me. I yeah. will myself. I carry I everywhere pretty much. I really don't care if you want to make concealed me a, carry for a reason. I, I like. I keep telling people, if you want to make me a criminal with the stroke of a pen, go ahead. I am so far beyond giving a crap. I really am. I don't care anymore. 
I'm at that point. And I think a lot of Americans feel that way. I see a lot of people that carry just like I do. I don't know about you guys, but you kind of look at people and you can kind of tell, right? I mean, you can yeah. see sometimes that it's concealed, but not real. There's just, you can tell. We, are. we know who we are. Yeah. It's kind of like, yes, sir. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to get to a few week. more of these comments. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Axie basically, he says, Cubans are the only ones that Biden regime actually deport, which is what I've been hearing. Uh, Brian, good to see you tuning in. We appreciate it. Well, that's, he goes, at what point is the U.S. overpopulated and we could become a nation of poverty? Good point. Um, I think we're there. I don't think we need any more people at this point, especially with the illegals coming in. We need to get rid of those. That's a whole other subject. Keith O'Donnell, Walmart's a necessary evil, unfortunately. It is, Keith. That's what I was saying. I don't go in there, but sometimes I have to. It's just one of them things, and and you have to do it. One I, shot. I hate cap. to sound like a, I hate to sound like a fifty-six-year-old guy here, real quick. But you know what? <laughs> when you're in Walmart and you see somebody in their pajamas in the middle of the day, that's the problem right there. Yeah, this yeah is, there was a certain point in your people's lives where you took pride going outside to pick up the newspaper off your front yard. Yeah. You didn't, you know, you're not going to go out there with your with boxer shorts hanging out and everything else looking like uh, Cousin Eddie from uh, Vacation. Right. Uh, uh, you yep. know, it's ridiculous that, you know, people go out and, and you know what? I've got friends of mine tattooed all the way, all the way around. And I know Vance does as well. Different things and tattoos and piercings and everything. Like, and they're some of the classiest people I know. And they Absolutely. pay taxes and they do their jobs and they get their stuff done. Uh, but you know what? You can tell the difference between them and you can tell the difference between basically what is low lives. And oh, how they carry yeah. themselves. Yeah, how, how you carry, they themselves. carry themselves Absolutely. with respect. Absolutely. <laughs> and how yeah. they treat other people around them when they're in public. Yep. Yep. No, you're absolutely right there, guys. It's uh I don't know. No one it's like you said, it's like people don't care anymore. They just don't how they look, what they do, they just don't care anymore. So being you being you mentioned the <laughs> own that I, I thought I'd go ahead and put that up for you. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Merry it. Christmas. <laughs> I thought that was, I had to put that up. So anyway, for those of you on iHeart, uh, that, that was a reference from the scene of the National Lampoon's. Boy, we uh, took a big Christmas old rabbit trail from the Civil War. Yeah, we did. We need to get back, don't we? <laughs> so, okay, we, I think we've covered the immigration thing. And, I, and then, guys, I can tell you right now, one last thing on that. Now they want to give these illegals guns. Did you see this? And let them serve in our military. That was actually That was actually proposed in the Senate, our U.S. Senate. And there was several Democrats thought that was a great idea. Yeah, let's let them into the military, give illegals guns to defend our country. Yeah, I don't think that's the purpose of it. Um, what a, what better way to get them to them? And most of these illegals I see coming, the other night I was watching, they're 20 to 30 years old. They are fighting age men. There's no, yes. there's no families with them. They're all men. And the Chinese ones are what bug me the most. So all right, we're going to take a break, and I think then, unless you guys got something you want to add to this, we'll take a quick break, and then come, we'll come back, back, and we need to talk about the Civil War, I do believe, that uh, may be brewing. So yep. hold with us, guys. 
Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right. Again, I just love that ad. It's it just kind of grabs you. You gotta listen to it. So thanks again, go. Mike. Great, great new ad for Lauer Auto Repair, one of our great sponsors. I've been here since the beginning and we appreciate them. Although I don't yes, think do. Dave is I, I don't I don't think Axe is really, really uh appreciating my Dodge right now. We're we're having some snakes <laughs> and restoring it to, to stock. So anyway. <laughs> so David uh, Fetting, he chimes in. He says, never let anyone but a fellow countryman stand guard. George Washington, that's pretty close. Yeah. And you're right. You got to have your own people. So, all right. Leading into that. And, you know, Jamie had a great question. You know, what do you think yeah. will set it off? And I'm calling it the second revolutionary war if it happens, it, it, but it's civil war. I've been hearing that a lot. There's a new movie coming out called what? Civil war. I think that's civil what it's named, right? Yeah. I just actually watched a deal that Jamie had sent me called Armageddon. And it looks like me, Alex Jones. What art was that? Amerigating. Amerigating. And I think Alex Jones probably produced it. Um, I know he stars in it. Guys, that is a very interesting movie. Now, there's some things in there that, you know, they just don't understand how it really would be. But for the most part, I can see it being that way. Um, You know, how that one sets up is there's a senator and he's, oh, no, we're going to do this. And there's, there's a guy up there warning what could happen. And it, you know, and it was a few, then a few years later, it starts happening where we start working with the UN. We got guys that are in the military questioning it. The young guy, I remember he was going, Hey, what's going on? I see UN troops coming in. One's obviously Russian. One's obviously either North or probably North Korea or, or China. They don't really say. And then all then, and they're doing, they're doing exercises going around to homes. Like if he was coming to any, to a town near you and telling people martial law has been declared, the president's done it, do you have any weapons with you? And they want you to surrender them. And these were exercises they were running. And then all of a sudden it becomes reality. So in a nutshell, that was kind of what set that off. Uh, there was a guy that lived out in the boonies, uh, I guess you could say. He was he was pretty prepared for things, uh, and people were going there, and they did. They were able to take on a few guys. It was a good, a good movie. Um, with a few extra liberties taken by liberties, the producers. Liberties. Yeah. So I don't know what will set it off. It could well, be what, something, you know, to me, in my opinion, it could be something as simple as um, Congress really going, you know, the Democrats completely take over and they take that one step too far. What is that step? I'd say when they, if they tried to confiscate guns, that would set it off. Yeah. Now there's a lot of people won't do it in the cities out here. I'm not going to hesitate. Someone comes to my door to 
confiscate my guns because the government said so, I'm killing them, period. I don't care. I will put one in their head. If they bring more, I'll put some in their heads. If they get me, fine. I died on my feet, and I died defending my freedom. That's the way that's going to go down. I'm I not think, afraid uh, of it. You know, we have not had a president as popular as Bush in I don't know how long. I don't know if we honestly, if we popular had a, as Bush, um, Trump. <laughs> I was gonna say Bush. <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant Trump. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think about the popularity of that guy. Even I, I would say Ronald Reagan. Well, we didn't have the internet and stuff back then. No, but the popularity of that guy. He, he has basically has a cult following. Could you imagine somebody assassinating him? Oh my gosh, that, that could send a us in. Heard around the world. And could yeah. set it off. Yeah, if, if he was assassinated, I think you would then see. And I could see the other side doing it on purpose to set it off. They want and it. And declare martial law. Exactly. They they want it. They really do. Yes. They want us to rise up. You know, I'd like, you know, we might, I should talk to Keith. I know Keith is listening. We should have him on sometime. If, if he, and I don't know how much he can say. He's still active duty. But I don't see guys like Keith. I know guys like Keith are not going to follow those orders. And I have My to son feel. would be a good one to talk to because he's not active and has oh. strong opinions. Well, we can <laughs> definitely have him on because I, I know there's a lot of men and women out there that serve our country that aren't going to do it. I don't know who they are. They can't say who they are, but they're not going to do this. And then I look at where our bases are, are strategically placed uh, in the Midwest. Um, I think that gives us power. Because I just don't see there. Oh, there they are. So yeah. look at the bases that I mean, yeah, they're all on the east and west coast too, but look what goes up and down through the middle of our country. And I, I know the one right there, you know, Ellsworth Air Force Base, that's where the B1s are, guys. I mean, we might not have every base, but we've got some pretty key bases. Look at, I mean, up in Grand Forks, that's where the drones, I mean, I think most of the drones are coming out of there now. Yeah. As we're you know going out into battle, Wyoming don't count the Wyoming bases out. Trust me, those boys. I, I've actually got I've had the pleasure of knowing some of them guys. I know they're with us. So just take a look at that map. And I, I California. I, yeah, look at California. Well, California's always had a lot of bases there. Well, that's that's the the bases right there, and this one is just the. It's just the Air Force bases. Oh, that's just the Air Force bases, right? These there. are just you the Air Force bases. Yeah. So, so look at that. So Keith did chime in here a little bit, and, and I agree with him here on this. Most of the military is conservative, probably not the higher ups, but the troops are. I absolutely agree. I know yeah. they are, Keith. I just know too many of them at this point anymore because I made it a point to get to know these people, and they're some of the bravest people. I mean, think about it. they put their name on a on a line with a with a check payable with their life for the defense of this country. Let, it takes a lot of kahunis. <laughs> let me say what I think the plan on the other side is, though. Okay. This is when things are starting to fall apart, you're going to see a lot of these troops being shifted around outside of their base areas. But that their kids so, yeah. and their families are all going to be on bases. And they're going to Leverage. be confined to bases for security. Now, Leverage. they yep. will be kept there, and you will be sent far away to take on another area that you will be told to do some very bad things. And if you don't, we can't guarantee the safety of your family back on those bases. That's oh. what I think. That's where I think uh, not everybody's going to count out of that, but a lot of, especially younger guys, 
are going to be very, very torn to uh, about yeah. their families being separated by hundreds and hundreds of miles and being put yeah. in that situation. I agree. I, I think they'll use it as leverage. I'm hoping that those guys, those men or women who are serving have had this discussion in private, especially with their spouses. Um, depending on age of your kids, you wouldn't want to tell them. And they've come up with a plan that if that ever happens and they can get to their, you know, they can get word to their spouse, get the hell out of there before yeah. they're locked in. I hope that's what they've discussed, but I don't know. I mean, I agree, Mike. I, I have no doubt they'll use that as leverage. If this happens, and here's my scenarios, if this happens, this isn't going to be a slow takeover of a few Democrats or a few people. No, this is going to be a hardcore coup or, or a strike yeah. on the American people. And it's going to be the communists, guys. That's who it's going to be. It's going to be China. It's going to be the Muslims, probably out of Iran. These guys are going to unite. Even Russia, I suppose Russia will put troops here. And those guys know how to fight. Um, <laughs> they're tough. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. They're going to come in. They're going to come in hard. They're going to attack the soft places, which is going to be your cities. Those will be the easiest ones to take over, especially the ones that have been disarmed. We're going to be last. And they're going to hit us with airstrikes first. Hopefully we have enough people on our side that will fight that. Um, I don't know. I'm talking about our Air Force bases that will say, nope, we're, we're going to fight these people off. But I guarantee you they're hitting us last, but they're going to bombard us with everything they can from the air if they have the capability because they know that we're the people that are going to fight and then we're going to dig in. One of the things I think on the, I've got a couple of lists here of different things that I've been researching is, is that in the, some of the points, the key points is know the participants, yes. know who's on what side. And this goes for your law enforcement and your sheriff and everybody else in your community. Absolutely. You know who's on your side and you know who is not. Yep. You know the people in your area and who is going to be defending you uh, and yes. who is going to be, because if I defend your back, I need you to have my back, but we know who we can trust and we know who we can't. So one of the things on the second thing on that is don't go it alone. So if you think you're going to be out there being the lone <laughs> person I mean, with you and just your kids and, and your wife uh, taking on the world, it's not going to last long. It's only going to work if you're in groups and you're going to have to form up groups that you can trust and that have your back uh, in the worst of situations. Oh, absolutely. You can't do it alone. Um, I don't care how many guns and ammo and things you got at your place or I have at my place. I can't do it alone. That's why I, I'm not kidding when I say I have certain people I've invited here. They're people I trust. They're people that have skills. They're people that can do things because where I'm at, and you both know where I live, this mm -hmm. is the place to be. At least yeah. we have a chance. Yeah. At least people we have, have skills that, that you don't have that would benefit. You have skills that I don't have that would benefit. So bringing all those together is what would exactly. make it a success. Would, would I mean, Mike it. is a Mike is former military. I bet you haven't yeah. forgotten the things you learned. Not totally, no. Right. But I rem and, I remember more what I I learned afterwards going into Central or going into Mexico, right. going into Central yep. America, and going down to South America. Uh, some of the things I learned through that situation, yeah. And, and I'm no longer a young young man, so no, you know. But you can but teach people. That's the thing. And that's the big thing, you know, and, and Keith O'Donnell, I'll be going to the homestead and I know where that's at, Keith, and we won't be far away. We'll, we'll definitely be in the same ring here. And there's no doubt. And Keith knows exactly what to do. He's seen combat and he's seen the worst of it. 
And that's the kind of people you're going to need to have in your circles. If you don't have them and you haven't went and had any kind of training on your own, you're probably in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ain't hunting. No. This won't be a hunting situation. This is going to be a no. battle situation. People will sh- be shooting back Absolutely, at you. they will be. And it's real. It's plain and simple. This will be real. And uh, I nobody can tell you what it'll be like. Keith can. Keith's been there. He's done that. Okay. But I can tell you right now, most of us have never been shot at. That I, I've never been shot at. So that'll be a Well, here's thing. a different scenario, Clay. Keith has seen battle. My son's seen battle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of these guys have seen battle, but they've never seen battle on their own soil. Mm-hmm. Right. Against their own American people. That's, That's a different fight. That'll be a I brand mean, new scenario. Not taken away from Keith or any of the, our soldiers no. by any stretch of the mean. Well, I think but on your and, own and soil, it's got to be different. And Keith can correct me, but I'm sure that uh, that's one of the things I know when I took took some of the stuff I took. Know your enemy. Know your target. Yeah. Well, who's yeah. your enemy? I mean, is really the American people your enemy? That's going right. to be a that's... tough one. And that's where you're, you're going to see your military make. They're going to make hard decisions. And you're going to see the military do this. Yes. I, I really believe you're going to see two sides of the military. You're going to see the, the like that one match the loyalists, and then you're going to see the people that no, this is wrong. We are not doing this, and they're going to, and then they're going to be hunted. They're going to be defectors. They're going to be a wall. They're going to go after them and try to. I mean, it's going to be, be a, a horrible confusing situation. war too because well, it's, it's not going to be chaos north at first. and south. No, no, yeah. it's it's going to be a very confusing war. Well, we're talking about your neighbors. We're talking about, yeah. you know, you yes. have to figure out who in your area is pro and who is against. And you've, you've got to know, you, you probably know most of that already. But, yeah. you know, when this falls out, a lot of people are going to be exposed. And I can tell you one thing right now, if we learned anything in 2020 from China virus, we know who's going to collapse and who's going to surrender. We know yes. this. And it's going to be at least 50% of the people in this country, if not more. We watched it happen over a damn mask. You kidding me? These people laid over. I didn't. But that's what they did. I mean, and wear one, don't wear one. But do not inflict medical tyranny on me. Kiss my ass. And that's the way I looked at it. And that's how I presented it. You know, I like how uh, I got to put this comment up. One shot puts up here. He goes, how can we tell others I'm a good guy? Mm. exactly mm. how are we going to tell i mean there's not going to be uniforms no. you're not going to know who your enemy is i mean i'm going to know certain people i can trust and then there's going to be those that even live in this area yeah. i don't know if i can trust them in fact i know some i can't and I, that's going to be a difficult decision that you're going to have to make do when you when say they say that i know a certain person that there's no way that him and I are ever going to see eye to eye. And he comes here. Well, I know his background. And I know that he uh, he buys into a lot of leftist crap. And I think he'd be one of the ones that would surrender. And so I'm not going to let him come, right? No, so now, is he going to actually raise up arms and try to force his way in and we're forced to kill him? Or is he going to go away on his own? Or do I just eliminate the threat that may be out there because I can't trust him? That's your decision you got to make. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's a good scenario. Good good thought. And I think we're going to be faced with a lot of that going, hmm, I really don't know what this guy's going to do. So 
do I just take care of the problem right now so it's not a problem later on? I hate to think this is horrible that we even have to discuss this, that it's a real thing. And I think it is. It It'll is. be the first time in my life that I ever thought my kids are really not going to have what I've had. Right. I mean, we've worked all our whole lives and we've, we've been told our whole lives that we're working our whole lives to make our kids' lives better than we, we had. And now right. we have to worry about everything that we have the foundation built on, the Constitution and other things. Everything that it's built on can disappear and and like here that. we are you know, like that and you know and back to talking about participants like you were saying who do we know you know we're mm -hmm. looking at militaries and yep. remnants of militaries we're looking at guerrillas irregulars and partisans Absolutely. The, a criminal element is going to be in there as well oh the that criminal be, element's going to that will be stationary and there will be roving and then, yes, of course they will. will they will filter out because the one thing about i i I hate to stereotypical on this, but criminal elements burn through supplies quickly. Yes. They're not and then the go smartest get more. group. So let's go get more. So they continually fan out in a circle, trying to take everything they can from and, anybody and basically laying waste. Yeah. Well, you know what? That, that's the thing. You're going to have to be prepared for that. And there's going to be survivors, refugees, and civilians that aren't going to be doing anything on either side of it, either fighting against the tyranny or going with the, uh, with the uh, the old government, the old guard. So yeah, you've got those things in mind as well. And those that don't do nothing, they'll get away with that for a while, and then they'll either be killed by the criminals or the people wanting their stuff, or they'll be quote taken in as refugees and put into whatever camp they want to call it. But they'll be they'll be in just as bad a shape because they'll serve no use to what's going on, and eventually they'll be eliminated. Probably a lot like what we saw in World War II when Hitler eliminated Jews. I really believe that that's the element we're facing is people like that. They do not value human life, nor do they value us. Uh, and if we revolt and we go against them, they just their idea is to crush us, eliminate us, or break us. Mm -hmm. If you can't be broke, they're going to kill you. Uh, that, that's plain and simple. They don't want dissent. They don't want any kind of dissent. And I, I think that's where we're headed. So, Lynette, she puts out here, she says... Uh, it's such a good question. The people that you think may have your back may not. You know, uh, you're right. Yeah. Who who's gonna have your back? I I know for a fact I can I can name the people that I know are gonna have my back and I'll have theirs. But then there's a whole bunch I have no clue. Yeah. Definitely. And then you got the other thing to think about, Mike. And think about this family. Which family members do you allow to come to your quote safe place or your community or your group? Because this is life and death. Yeah. So are you going to have to make tough decisions and go, wait a second, you're going to be a strain on the, on supplies and resources. You can't offer anything. What do you do with them and their family? Well, they can't offer anything is the main thing. And, you know, like me, I have a, a daughter who's in Virginia. She works in Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, once this goes down, I mean, it's besides communication being almost non-existent or controlled. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lose contact and, you know, it's going to be weighing on my mind every single day. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I've got my son here. I got my wife here and, you know, I've got my wife's parents and my brother-in-law and uh, mm -hmm. his kids. You know, we we have a, a group. And I think that's one of the things you've got to think about. Think about your small family group 
and then draw a circle around them. And then on another circle around that is your, just the next tier level of your friends and, uh, the, and family that you can trust and put your, put your faith in and yep. then draw a tier outside that. And as it gets weaker down the road and put their names in it, you know, obviously you don't want them to find that around Christmas because you're not going to be on their card, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's oh. the way you've got to think about it. It's, it's got to be one of those thinking <laughs> things where you're like, you know, I've got to weigh the, the, the needs of my family and myself with, you know, uh, with just friendships, you know, and sometimes friendships aren't going to last. So here's one that I got texted to me and thank you for that. It's a good, you know, this is a good, uh, good question. So basically what he's saying is, what about, he says, I want to have the guy that fought in World War II or fought in Korea or fought in Vietnam because A, they have skills. He says generally their wives, if they're that age, they also have skills. They know how to do things. They know how to make food. They know how to save food. They know how to prep it, store it. You know, that's a good thing. And you're right. Um, you're going to have to have people that do that too. So some of the older people that may not be able to fight, they're going to have sew, that. Mend wounds. They, they're going to have that knowledge of, yeah, they can sew, they can fix the old equipment. They can, because I'm telling you, mend you wounds. better know how to farm. You better know how to grow stuff. Yep. And I'm not talking big farming. I'm talking, you better be able to plant a garden and grow stuff in the soil. You better have seeds. And then, you know, yeah. You imagine like uh, some of these city slickers, or, or just people, well, I'm going to go off and kill a deer. I'm going to go off and kill this yeah. and not clean it properly. And they wind up dead because they didn't know they shouldn't have eaten certain something. Well, that and there's going to be a lot of that around. That's why I say sharpen your skills, sharpen your knowledge. How long for those do you think times? that the wild game populations will survive? Mm. Not long. And at at some point, that's they'll be gone because people that's going to be hungry. that's going to dwindle down as well. I mean, that's going to dwindle. I watched a yeah. movie a couple of weeks ago, and I got to remember it's a horror movie, and it's one of those B B class horror movies. And uh, somebody uh, <laughs> killed a deer, and they they had it hanging up, and all this, and and and, and they didn't field dress it, they didn't cut out uh, anything. They they were just like you know, all right, time to cut off some meat. And I was just look, looking at this film, going, nobody in this. I mean. Vance, you're in the film industry. Nobody in the crew sat there and went, hey, um, excuse me, that's not how it's done. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to eat any of that meat. That's that's this makes us look bad. You know, it's just yeah. like one of those things where you're like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well. Anyway. How one shot cap says he's I'm a contractor, can build about anything. That's yeah, a well, skill that, everybody that's a skill. Need. And you know, and then I, I think time. of uh you, know, you guys all know Greg. Greg mm -hmm. can fix and he can make about anything. Vance is really good yeah. with machining and fabricating. Yeah. He has that skill. That's what I'm talking about. There's those of us that have skills. Jamie knows a lot about ARs. He's definitely going to want that skill. You got Gene Cox over at Mobridge. Gene knows everything about the old military rifles. And right. trust me, those are going to become very useful and, and, uh, Valuable. Whalen, yeah. my goodness. Whalen better get here. I don't know if Fran will come, but Whalen can come. <laughs> that guy's gun knowledge is insane. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, Corey, Corey, I'm pretty sure Corey, you're either going to try to survive or he's had to make it to my place because I'm telling you, you're going to need a group and you got to be at one oh, yeah. place. And I think this is the Corey's going to be Corey's going to keep us fed. Yeah. Well, well, 20 years, 20 years I've lived in South Dakota. And one thing I learned when I first came here is, is that all the, the, the girls and guys that grew up on the farms, they grew up 
knowing uh, a good friend of mine, Doug Cunningham, uh, grew up on the farm and they couldn't take the, the tractors and things in to the store every time they broke down. They had to figure out how to fix it either out in the yes. field or back at the house, but they had to figure out how to do it and get it through so that it would go through and finish out this season because they couldn't afford yes. to go in every time something needed to be done and have the shop keep it for weeks. So yeah, that's right. you have to have that's that right. mentality of thinking outside the box, way outside the box and being able to make it work. Like I said, my son is like that. He can look at a pile of whatever and figure out a way to make something work because his mind works on the level that allows him to piece together the puzzles. He can see it in his head. That's great. Greg can see it in his head. I've seen Vance. He can see it in his head. I mean, Greg can see it in his head, but not until after 3 p.m. <laughs> well, we might need round the clock, guys. <laughs> Keep it all going. But Greg will be Greg will be second shift. Tell you what, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll continue this, and I'm pretty sure we're going to go to about 7:30. That's what I'm or 8:30 if you're in the in the fast time, and then. Vance is even farther ahead. He's two hours ahead yeah, of us. So, I know. Yeah, let's yeah. take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll continue this and then uh, we'll wrap it up for the night. So, I think this is a good it. discussion. All right. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Boom. Just gets you pumped up, don't it, guys? All right. There you go. There you go. I don't think Doug. I want to go I, get I a car know. fixed there. And I don't even, yeah. I'm 2,000 miles away. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Vance is going to drive all the way up here this fall to go hunting so that we can take his vehicle to allow our auto and get it serviced. Hey. How about that? The, there the we hunt go. part is a very possibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, right. Corey says he goes in a good shot with a ten twenty two. I know you're a good shot with a ten twenty. I think we all know that, don't we, Vance? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> he is eagle eye. We'll just put it that way. So, I got a you know, Lynette brings up something. She was asking one cat, where do we get the lumber from? It's a good question. Um, I don't know about some of you guys, but uh, recently I, I acquired. You want them deals you can put on your chainsaw so you can cut boards, right? Right. Yeah. I think Clean that's a great yeah, asset. Yeah. Granted, it takes gas, but we'll talk about that at some other point. That's part right. of survival and stuff like that. But uh, so I think it's doable. Now around here, the trees are all up on the river. Right. They're only gonna last so long too, because people can cut them down, burn them, use them for building. So yeah, lumber could become an issue. There's no doubt about it. You probably should be. If you haven't, like around here, we've been planting trees, so we will be able to keep planting and have that renewable source. But trees take a long time to grow, guys. So yeah, if you haven't here. started, you're probably a little late. Um, just kind of like a lot of other things. If you haven't started, it's, you're a little late, but you still should learn. So that's a good point. Uh, and I, I like what uh, Doug says. He says, I told my niece's husband, we will come hold up at the ranch west of Sydney, Montana. There you go. Yep. 
Um, and and then one shop, he responds back. He's built a lot of things from steel and sheet metal. Guys, there's where there's a will, there's a way. Um, you got to remember, too, okay, this could happen. It's going to be chaos at first. But eventually it will level out and there'll be a a new normal. We've heard that before, right? I don't know what that'll be. But things are going to stabilize at some point. We still know the skills on how to produce the things we have now. We know how to extract oil. We know how to produce electricity. We know how to do all these things. But And I know people that are involved in those industries. It can be done. It just takes knowledge. You got to teach people and you got to go do it. And so, Vance knows a lot about bushcraft. You know, we've been talking about that for a while now. Bushcraft is a, a very important skill to learn, uh, you know, to use the the items you've got around you to, to make small shelters, you know. Improvise. 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 Watch, watch, go on to, uh, streaming episodes and watch a whole bunch of MacGyver and you're good. <laughs> you got it made, right? <laughs> but you're right. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be repurposed. You can salvage, you can use that are produced already, but it isn't like we're not going to be able to finally, I mean, we know how to do these. It isn't like before where the knowledge didn't exist. We have it now through time. We know how to make these things. It's just going to take time to basically redo it. Uh, communication is probably going to be the biggest thing because they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. There's going to be no cell phone. There's going to be no landlines. There's going to be nothing, no yeah. computers, no email. If you don't have no a ham radio, you probably won't have communication. And that's a good point, Clay. You know, our generation, the three of us, we know how to do in it. In our age group, our generation, we grew up without the internet and without cell phones. Now, we got them fairly young, but we got them at, I think I was in my 20s. I didn't. When I would. I refused I to have them at first. <laughs> I go figure. <laughs> but and of course we we appreciate and we enjoy it, or we wouldn't be on here doing a live stream. But we grew up without it, and we can live without it if we have to. Right now, this younger generation that don't oh. know life without a cell phone, don't know life without the internet, don't know how to address a letterhead. Yeah, it, it's going to be a whole other world. It's going to be a whole thing. You know, you could see it, and I don't think much of Kevin Costner, but his movie, The Postman. Postman. Think about that scenario where just getting the mail going again. I mean, really, you think about it. He he basically redid the Pony Express, got people communicating again, and it eventually, and you know, in the end, you can see that it it, it brought well, society back together. If you look at that, he gave them a purpose to absolutely make things normalize. He did. And, you know, they thought it was great when he come with this bag of mail and he, they were heard from their relatives. Are still, are they still alive? Are they not? It, it, it established routes of communication. It gave them, like you said, Mike, a purpose. They're like, Oh, there's still people out there. My relatives are out there. It made them strive to want to get back to what they had. So, I mean, there's always going to be that. It's going to be a long, long stride. I hope it doesn't come. Okay. I want. I can't be more clear. I do not want this. But unfortunately, well, one of, one of the things that I've always happened. best quotes out there is: "It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war." Absolutely. Be prepared. So, David, I and I just by the way, guys, David is out on his way, coming back home from Seattle. So uh, that's a. He said he just drove 104 miles with tire chains on. Sent me a picture of the truck going through the through the pass, and it's snowing, crappy, and icy. Mm. So glad he's tuning in and listening to the guns in the 701. But he goes, we don't need gas. 
So we got Hooch fatten up the carbon rock on. There is that. He's actually right on that because that's one of those uh, good skills to have. I mean, making making booze and hooch. I mean, there's a, yep. a lot of different purposes for that, and it's a, that's a good one. That's actually pretty good. Well, that's just sod houses may be a great source of protection. They could be a thing again. They could. They yeah. were. They were all over this area. You can still find remnants of them in this area. So, well, the bushcraft idea. That's where that mm -hmm. all comes from. I mean, it comes right. from that. So Doug, he says, yeah, oil wells are just one mile north and south of the parents' house. He says, all well pads have drip gas and the oil you could mix drip gas with that and make a form of diesel. You're absolutely right. There's going to be ways, guys, there is. We're not going to collapse to the dark ages. It might seem like it at first. Yeah, we have too many Some reasons. people, Some people will. Right. Some people some, will. Some will. Some will do it by choice, thinking, oh, finally I can escape and get off grid. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. I'm not going to be one of them. I'm going to be here to protect things and, and start rebuilding after. But you got to kill off probably our enemies. And that, mm -hmm. that's going to be the number one. Communication is going to be a huge thing. And then food. Food and water, guys. Food and water mm -hmm. are going to be very, very valuable. I mean, food, water, and protection. See. Being able to protect yourself and your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, there are a lot of people out there that literally have in – or I'm figuring – literally have in their mind that they're going to run to Walmart and they're going to run to Cabela's and they're <laughs> yeah, going to take everything they want. And my thought is this, is I know all the guys that work the gun counter at Cabela's. All right. <laughs> the last place I want to go anywhere near within range of a, of a scope is Cabela's because those guys have already scoped that place out. They've got it set down. They've got it locked down. And you know what? They got the gold mine. Uh, yeah. The last thing they want is another mouth walking up to them, trying to take what they've got. You're not yeah. going to last very long. It's just no. one of those things. But uh, one of the other things, uh, getting around uh, in these zones, that's a big thing. Uh, staying off the main roads and moving yes. in a group. Don't do things alone. you got to move in a group because there's strength in numbers. Absolutely. you got to have a good, tight group that you can trust. You can't have people you can't trust in it. Got people's skills. You don't want the stupid person to go run and go, oh, and, and freak out. No, nope. you probably just shoot that person because they're going to be a liability. Yep. And then you're going to have to have the people that can go. And uh, and when you do come across other groups that are going to take defense and right. figure out are they friends or foes. I'm telling you, Mike and Vance, well, probably Mike is probably, oh, we lost Vance. Mike is Vance. probably, you're probably in the worst case scenario if you're coming to me. you got a long distance to travel. And you're going to come across a lot of, a lot of bad people, probably. Plus, I have to go across the river. I have to figure. And you have to cross the river. I have to cross the river. You know, the bridges are there, but will you be allowed? A, will they be there? Two, if they are, will you be allowed to pass them? Without will someone payment? shoot me if I try to get a boat? You know, it's it's all yes. kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things could happen there, and that's that's probably. The worst thing that you're going to... Oh, Vance lost his internet. <laughs> oh, geez. So they took him out. See, population base, Atlanta. Yeah, I see. <laughs> so, yeah there you go. But, you know, the bottom line is I don't want this to happen. So I want to go into this because we, we went ahead and put some polls up on Twitter yeah. and on Facebook. And they're quite different in what the results were, really. So I'm going to show you the Facebook one first here. So Facebook, we put on there. And thanks, Jamie, for getting that done, because I couldn't do it from my end anymore. Is America headed for another civil war? Results in discussion coming up, of course, tonight. 41% said yes. Only 8% said no. And 51% said maybe. That one surprised me, Mike. 51% said maybe. That one actually, the, 
Are you surprised by that? The 8% no surprises me. Um, uh, yeah, me too. I think that uh, everybody on both sides is is unsure about the future of our country at the moment. And that's what it's all boiling down to is a, is a total, uh, I would say, uh, non-confidence in our future. Yeah, I, I just, I really thought that with the group of people that follow us, that the yes would actually be more. Yeah. I really well, that gives us an idea of who's going to be pre prepared and who's not. 8% yeah. is definitely not going to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the and 8% is going to have some guns and ammo with little skills. Well, and, and part of that, <laughs> that 51%, you could have people in there that are going, I'm prepared, but I don't know if it'll happen. And probably I don't, I hope it don't happen. They're just yeah. not, a, I mean, they're not as vocal. But yeah, I, I found those results, honestly, very interesting. So yeah. let's grab the Twitter one. It's it's worded. I didn't give the option of maybe. Maybe I should have. Is the U.S. headed for civil war? 60% yes. 40% says yes, hinges on November 2024. Mm. And then no is zero. And I love Beijing Biden zero. <laughs> but <laughs> when you look at that, 100% of those guys believe that we're going to civil war on a Twitter feed. So I just, I just, I thought that was an interesting difference. Granted, it was a little worded, a little different. I didn't, I should add a yeah. maybe I, I might run that one again and add a maybe to it. Cause obviously the people on our Twitter account feel that <laughs> it's coming and it, right. yeah. well, a bunch of them think it hinges on November, 2024. I think here's my prediction right now. Nothing is going to probably take place as far as, the first shots right or or even that scenario until after the election okay so a few things could happen in between that could set it off earlier that they see that there's no <laughs> stopping president trump and they kill, someone kills him that's a reality hell tugger carlson's even been talking about that that's one of the things he fears and it's a re it's a real thing it could happen and i have no doubt there's somebody got it in their crazy mind they should do it yeah the other scenario is, is that uh, we make it to 2024, November, he's elected. Okay, now you got from November to January, and somebody decides they're going to take matters in their own hands. Or you get to January 20th, and they try it there. Any one of those things could set it off, I think. I'd hope none of it happens, but I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it'll happen next January 6th. <laughs> well... <laughs> So there's an interesting thing, January 6th, and you come into the Senate and the House, you know, they come together to certify the election, right? You're all there. And then the Vice President of the United States decides they're a turncoat, depending on who's picked. And boom, now we don't have a certification. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the problem. What we saw happen in the last election and the things that took, took place, now nothing's off the table as far as to which side will try what will try things. It's it's gone. You know we thought it was bad in Bush Gore with the hanging chads and all that in Florida and had to go to the Supreme Court and everybody thought oh, and that might have changed. It did change somewhat, but nothing. It didn't have the effect. Nothing of what we saw here in this last election. Everything's on the table now. Everything. So elections. I don't think we have balanced, free, and and uh, fair elections going on right now. Now no, it's just who can cheat not. the best, I think. So, I like uh, David's comment there. Clay. Which one is it? Which one? Uh, David Fetting. Yeah, this I one here. Think the, 
Yeah. yeah. I think the maybe, including himself, is more the dream of peace, not so much we don't think it will happen. I have to agree with that. There's I, a, I lot there's a lot of people that. out there that think, okay, this this really could happen, but I'm hoping I, it won't. Which I guess is, maybe I think we're in that category. I'm in that. I don't want to see it happen. I don't yeah. want this, but I think it could happen more so now yeah. than I've ever seen in the history of the United States. I think Seriously. they're just trying to be optimistic that, okay, this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I hope it don't happen. <laughs> David says they can only live so long on Cabela's jerky. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't remember. Does one in Mitchell have a restaurant like some of the bigger ones? No, they don't okay. anymore. They they make fudge back there. That's about it. Jerky and fudge. There we go. Jerky and fudge. <laughs> you can survive a long time on protein and sugar. Yeah, and constipation. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So uh, Eric, he, he chimed in here. He's a shamrock, meshik, and got thrown in the furnace and they believed in god and not one hair on their head was burned god got them through that god can get us through this have faith absolutely That's right it's he true. didn't see them from the fire he, he didn't save them from the fire he saved them while they were in, in the, the fire, fire. not yeah. saying that we would never have to go through trial and tribulation it said that he would see us through, through it. it and i think that's important I think that to to look at that aspect of it, will God prevent this? God won't prevent it or make it happen. God will interfere as far as who he says, what happens. He will guide it. He'll try to guide people's hearts. Evil is always going to be evil. Yeah. But but it's what your belief is, will you make it through? And if you have a strong belief, you'll make it through. Now, he may choose that he, he needs to save this country. I mean, I think that he blessed the country when it was formed. Absolutely. And he may decide we need to be blessed again. And may, I don't know what's going to happen there. And you're right. Just you have to have the faith in that. And I guess maybe that's where like me and, and you guys were, were there. I don't want well, this. There, Clay, this could be a whole series. That could be. Yeah, we can Spiritually. <laughs> and I do have, it's too late tonight, but I do have some things ready that we could discuss at a later date as far as Christians approaching a civil war. How do we look at it? Is it a sin to murder? There's a lot of, under the premises of war, there's a lot of things that we can look at here and how God's blessed the country. And we can look at it spiritually about how America may need to fall in order for revelations to fulfill as far as the one world government. We are the last stand of freedom. So there's a lot of biblical um, aspects we could look at. I mean, it it, you oh, could really get long-winded on that one. Anybody that's read the book of Revelations, how could these things not be on your mind? Exactly. I've read it's it. Unfolded, I've read more. Right eyes. I can tell you, I've read more. I've reread and read Revelations more than I ever have because I, I see it playing out every day. Yeah. And it, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, and I think Eric's got it right. Got to have the faith. Be faithful. Believe in God. Pray to him. And, and pray for your own redemption and pray for your own forgiveness. That's why Jesus died. So we got nothing to fear, really, however it goes. The Bible but tells yes. us not to fear these things. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Brian Warner. Anyone know where the Colombians? Know any Colombians? We're going to need some coffee. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. <laughs> I like Cuban coffee, and I know a bunch of them. Uh, so. uh, one of the things I, I put on here, by the way, for you guys in, in the they they always like to uh, to frame uh, patriot minded people in a certain light. But uh, when we talked about uh, not standing out in a crowd type of situation, if uh, yeah. this type of thing happens, that means do not look like this guy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now I might be a chunky guy, but you know that that's a yeah. For some reason, his green does not blend in. You know, uh, it looks like he would take a lot of resources and not contribute much. It looks like he should be busting through a wall, hollering. Cool. Yeah. No, he use him stuck as... in the door. That's the problem. Nobody else could get through. You know, we could probably use him as protection. I, I don't know. Anyway, so. <laughs> looks like he can cook well. Or Some he... men have a bigger know. tactical role. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd stay here. You guys take the flakes. Oh, oh so you're going to get the emails now about us body shaming. Oh, no. We're not How do you think I'll correct. respond? I think no. I, have a, I have a big silver bullet that has my response on it, right, Mike? Yeah, I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm not the guy to complain uh, PR stuff to me. So. I'm not Mr. Fitness and myself. but I uh, am not either. I'm Corey asked, where'd you get that picture? <laughs> That's before he took and after. Last time we went hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's one, Vance. It's hard to, it's a hard line to come to. Like current servicemen and past members, I pray daily that my marksmanship skills never have to be used to take a life, and I hope I am forgiven on that awful day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, it's kind of when we, you know, when we go over the concealed carry permits or, or uh, classes and things like that, and like the ones I took, and I'm sure you guys have taken some. I know you probably all have, but. When you draw, you've made a decision, and you've made that decision. To, this isn't about protecting yourself. It is, but you made a decision to take a life while doing it. You're going to live with that every single day. Yes. And, yes, I, I it's imagine. It's going to change your life when you take absolutely, someone's life. Absolutely, it will. You have to so, live with that. But you also have to remember they made a decision in their life that brought you to the point to have to take their life. Yep. yep. It's, it's the old saying that good men will be forced to do bad things someday. And that, yeah. that isn't just in in war. That could be in your personal life on a lot of different levels. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to put one more up here. And that's from DJ. It says, just look at how George Washington came through the battles without getting shot. His commanders got, got shot. His horse shot out from under him. His holes in his coat without a graze on him. Absolutely. And we all know how, you know, George Washington became a great man and a great first president. Humble. He was actually a humble man. I, I've done a lot of research on him. He wasn't this, he isn't what people have portrayed to us throughout history and in our history classes. He was a, actually a very humble man. And a very wealthy man. Aside yes, he from was. Trump, the wealthiest president. Yes. I mean, it, it, he, it's amazing, the, the things. If you ever get a chance to go visit Mount Vernon, I highly recommend it. Guys. I do. So with that... Anything else you guys want to add? I think we're coming up here on the bottom of the... Uh, Brian Warner, as a fat guy, I can find that stuff funny, I think is what he says. <laughs> yeah. No, Jamie says we are large Americans. We're not fat. Clay, if we continue this uh, Civil War talk on next week, I will get more into um, what the Bible says about... Uh, yeah, I think we will. Um, I, I think it's a good discussion. Guys, if you got things you want to you know, send to us, do it. Um, yeah. We still haven't figured out the phone thing. We'll get there, but I think we're working on it. We're working on it. We definitely are. I got to mention again that we do have now the raffle. The raffle is in full swing. We're about half sold out. And that's for that uh, exothermic pulse fire UBF flamethrower, uh, $20 a ticket until they're gone. We've got about 75 tickets left. And uh, the easiest place to do that is get a hold of either myself. If you have my number, just go ahead and text me or call me. Either one, fine. 
Otherwise, you can send it here. And if I get if I can get my stuff together here, I'll put this up here. There's our ticket information. Guns at gunsinthe701.com. That's a really easy way to send me an email and say, hey, I want these tickets and I'll get in touch with you and we'll make it happen. Because I, I can tell you right now, I think that's a cool thing. And it's not just yeah, for yeah. showing off, but they, like the videos show on the website. So those guys out there, they're almost like recently, we had all this ice on our driveways and he's out there flaming his driveway. I was talking about it on the radio the other day where there were some guys down in Iowa that got in trouble for throwing gasoline on the snow <laughs> and lighting it on fire. It on and fire. I says, well, I know exactly what they need and they need the new. <laughs> they need the <laughs> new flamethrower <laughs> raffle right. ticket. So $20 ticket if you want them, guys. Guns at gunsinthe701.com. Hey, Friday morning is Mitchell in the morning. Guns in the 701 joins Mitchell in the morning. Todd Mitchell on KFYR 5.50 a.m. And you can find them on iHeart, so it's easy to find them if you do not live in the listening area. We come on at 8.15 Central, 7.15 Mountain. I am not going to be able to join them because I had to change an appointment I, I need to make. So, Mike, it's going to be Mike and Todd. And uh, I think we got a couple subjects, don't we, Todd, that you're going yeah, to we'll be talking we got a few about? Yeah, we got a few on there we're going to be talking about. We're, we've got a few things to talk about. Believe it or not, uh, some... Uh, Democratic governors are pushing for some uh, no. regulations to take away our rights. No, uh, so, no uh, way. I'll let you fill in the gaps on that <laughs> no one. Way. Uh, also, we're going to talk about some of the uh, the actual good things that are happening. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, I think. Uh, California wants to make uh, all gun shops have installed cameras uh, inside and outside to record not only all the actions inside, but also everybody who enters the building. And they want the gun owners to pay for all the equipment and on and on and on. <laughs> well, there's been an injunction on that one. So, yeah, that's a good, another good one. And uh, there's been another bear attack. So, another British one. Columbia. And uh, the person with uh, the gun um, had a very small gun. And it oh. did not save their life. Didn't help. So, that's huh? some yeah. of the things we're going to be talking about. Seems like a bear story is always in to come back to me. I don't know why. Uh, well, there have been a lot of it happening. So, all right. So, guys, again, that's going to be Mitchell in the morning. KFYR 550. Mike Deacon's going to join Todd Mitchell there, and they're going to have a great discussion. 815 Central, 715 Mountain, and that's to the top of the hour. So don't forget to tune in. It's, uh, I know Todd says we got a home there as long as we want it, so I'm glad to there hear that. But awesome. I know you guys will do good. Me and Vance couldn't do it. Jamie couldn't do it, so we were all kind of booked up. So, but I know you guys are, You know what? You're both radio guys. You'll handle it. I'm pretty well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something to talk about. And, of course, you can catch us here every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock Mountain, 7 o'clock Central, right here at GunsInThe701.com. You can find us on Comibook. Uh, you can find us on Comitube. You can find us on Rumble. You can find us on Twitter. We got our Twitter feeds back up and running. So X. 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 Elon Musk's X. So go ahead and check it out, and you can find us about anywhere. Give us a like. Subscribe. That's what makes this thing go. And then we want to thank our sponsor, as always, Lara Auto Repair, 309 South Washington. Go check them out, 701-258-6308. I still got to get together with Axel. I need some things to finish out his website. I've been building him a website, but we got to get a few things done. So with that, uh, I guess we can call it off and sign off tonight. And I guess what I want I want again is I want Vance to take us out with a prayer because I can tell you right now, I'm, I get a lot of great feedback about that. And I just, uh, if you'll do that, that would be great, Vance. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together to gather and um, 
celebrate our freedoms and discuss our freedoms and the blessings that you've bestowed upon our country, Lord. We thank you for this still great country, and we pray for the representatives that we've sent to Washington, Lord. We pray that you touch their hearts and guide their every decision for godly decisions to be made in this great country. And Lord, we just pray for our soldiers overseas and everyone serving in the military right now and just pray for protection over them and bring them home safely. Lord, we thank you and we love you for our freedoms. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Vance. And I think it was a good show. We're going to follow this up next week. Next week, we'll come back and we're going to have a little bit more on the Civil War. Who knows? This might go on for, we probably won't do it continually. And don't forget for everybody, for everybody that's watching these on different platforms, share, make sure your friends know about it. Share more people watching. Remember, we're always looking for more sponsors to help us out so we can make it bigger and the more things we can do. And I do know that uh, Jamie's working on this, and I think we got a really good prospect for a new uh, gun shop sponsor, which would be great. And awesome. uh, but don't forget that Jamie has a 701 Nation coming up next Thursday, guys. Again, next Thursday, right here on all these same platforms. Scott Buckmeyer is going to be his uh, guest. And I can tell you right now, they're going to talk 223 and some of the origins and information. So uh, that might be a good show to tune in. I bet into. you they'll have a drink or two also. I with, with Scotty, so. you're going to get two things. Good information and some laughs. There you the go. Guy there is you funny go. and he's well informed. We'll keep it serious. <laughs> they can keep it on the edge, right? There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. With that, guys, again, thanks, everybody, for chiming in. Uh, we appreciate it and appreciate all the support. Until next week. Keep your powder dry, and don't forget to always thank God for every blessing you have, because without him, we have nothing. Amen. Keep your powder dry, guys. We'll see God you bless. next week. God bless you.